Hi, you guys. Welcome back to Still Figuring It Out. I'm your host, Kirsty, And happy February, you guys. It's so crazy to know that we're already in another month. Uh, I don't... I think I can speak for everyone when I feel like January was the longest year of my life. And, you know, it always feels like that for me, to be honest. You know, it's like January doesn't really have anything really it's kind of you know after all the holidays and all the hustle and bustle of life from the past year is over you kind of have this sort of rest but it's also kind of restless too because it's like you're kind of balancing on this thing of like okay I don't have anything to do but also I should be looking forward or thinking of things that I should be doing and I don't know, I always, I just hate January. Like, no offense to people born in January or any of that stuff. Not your fault, um, obviously. But yeah, I just feel like January is just always like that random month where like no one knows what they're supposed to do. It's like that long break for people and it's just, it's awkward. But we've made it. Thank you for being here. This is the first episode of February. And I'm very, I'm very excited about this month for many reasons. You know, all these episodes for this month are going to be focused on some type of thing when it comes to the L word. And we're talking about love. Whether it be the good things with love, the bad things with love, the trials and tribulations, the failures, the rejections, the things that you get right, the things you get wrong, all things that talk about love. And I kind of want to do like a theme for every episode, I think, just like specific things, I guess, to relate to that word. Um, You know, all things relatable, all things funny, all things awkward, just like all that stuff. You know, we'll have fun with it. But February is my birthday month. I'm officially going to be turning 26 in T minus 13 days. I'm pretty sure. Yes. I'm like trying to look it up at my calendar right now and it is 13 days, which is really crazy. Um, I'm going to be 26. Um, I don't really like to be honest how I'm feeling about it in this moment. I'm excited. And you know, I have days where I'm like, oh, like I'm nervous too, or I feel sad or it's like, you know, I think I've learned over the years, especially the past couple of years, is that age is just a number and it's not about getting old, it's about doing the things that you want to do and having your accomplishments and your goals set and just getting through it day by day. And I think, you know, a lot of people have a hard time with adjusting to a new age or, you know, when people talk about like, you know, turning 50 or, you know, all these fun and exciting years and then it's just you know then they keep going and they keep getting higher and you keep getting older which you know that's the circle of life that's how it works and you know the way I see it now is I'm grateful to be giving another chance of life on this crazy earth that we don't know is going on right now and I'm just, I'm really thankful. I'm thankful that I get another opportunity to be on this earth for another year. Um, And I don't take things like that for granted anymore. You know, we can complain and be sad about certain things. But, you know, 
getting to have a birthday is pretty, it's pretty nice. Um, I don't want to talk too much about it. I could get really in my feels about it, but anyways, cause I will be doing an episode, not solely for my birthday, but just like kind of things that I've learned in all my life recently, which is so much whole 26 years, but you'd be surprised. Um, you know, it's funny cause I was actually going to, um, drink while I was recording this podcast because I can officially do that now. Um, I did complete my dry January. I'm very happy for myself, but I've definitely lost my tolerance. I will say because I went on a date last weekend and I kid you not, I had a cider and a beer and I drove back home. And as soon as I got home and like got into bed, I had such a bad headache. (laughs) I could feel like a little bit of it spinning and I was so tired and I was irritable. I was like, oh my God, like I'm happy. I'm proud that I did that because I definitely needed to. And it was very necessary for me. And I've been saying that I've wanted to do it for so long and I'm glad that I finally committed to it and did it. But yeah, finding that tolerance again is hard. It felt like how I was this past June when I couldn't drink because of my Lyme disease. And, you know, I was on so much medications that I didn't drink for the whole month of June. And then I drank again for the first time on like 4th of July, which is so convenient. And I just could not, I couldn't drink. And, you know, maybe it's kind of like a good thing sometimes um, because it's teaching me to be more responsible, which I have like my planner, which I love. It's like my favorite planner I've ever gotten. I always ask for one for Christmas every year so I don't have to buy it myself. And my mom outdid herself this year and she got me one that you can like jot down what you want to do, like your plans for like the whole day for like certain times and like a little to-do list on the bottom if there's like the things that you forget or like thing to do on that day and don't think right away because I always plan my days the night before so I'm not worried and I can just like flip it open and see what I have to do. Um, and so I put on near like the calendar, I always like write things that I want to do like this month. And one of them was to learn to drink more responsibly. Um, you know, I feel like I, that would be, this would be like a fun thing to do. Like the beginning of like the first episode of the month. So I'll, I'll read you guys my list because for the most part, I actually know for everything I did it for January, but since we're in a new month, you know, the drinking responsibly was my first one. I want to read at least two books, which I am really happy about because I'm on my fourth book. Actually, I read three books in January, which I'm very proud because I have my goal of reading 30 this year, which I'm actually ahead on. That's what I've been told by my app that I do it on. Um, I'm reading The Queen's Gambit by Walter Tevis, um, and it's based on the show by the same name, which is amazing. It's on Netflix. I highly recommend. It's a quick binge watch show. It's probably only going to get one season. It's amazing, but I wanted to read the book too. And the funny part is, is that I gave my best friend that book for Christmas because I was like, you know, this is a really good book. And he's like a really big fan of Stephen King. And I was telling him like, even he like loved the book and the show. He thought it was the best show of the year. So I was like, oh, like he'll definitely love it. But he hasn't watched the show yet. And he was like, well, I'm going to read it 
like first. He's like, let me get through like the book that I'm reading. And we hung out this past Wednesday and he was like, I'm reading the book right now. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. So am I. And he was like, I'm at like this part. I'm like, you're kidding. That's where I left off like last night because I usually read at night before I go to bed like a chapter or like halfway into a chapter depending on if it's like long or not. And we were like talking about like when we were driving to like go get drinks, which I also talk about. And he was like, you know, these things, like these certain like situations and like some of the scenes and passages that I read, like I want to know things and I'm like, I can't tell you anything because you haven't read, um, you haven't um, watched the show. And I was like, I don't want to give you any spoilers. He's like, okay, don't. Uh, when I watch the show, I'll get it. And he was like asking like some things with people. I'm like, is this person like important? I'm like, yes. Like they show up more and whatnot. Like not to give too much away, but enough. So, but yeah, we went out on Wednesday because we were starting the beer summer, which I had talked about um, the place that we had gone to last year that I completed it. They're doing it again this year, like all COVID safe and friendly, you know, thankfully. And we went there on Wednesday and we didn't even have to wait. We got seated right away. We had something to eat because you have to order something in order to stay there for the 90 minutes time allotted. And we got three drinks and, you know, they give us like the sheet for it and you have to star like one to five, five being the best, one to worst and like going through that. And that was really fun. And we're actually going again this week we're like gonna make it like a weekly thing to do because it's usually just the month of february but because of covid and the regulations and all that they're doing it until the end of march as well so more people will be able to go and have more time which is good so we were like we'll do it we're like mapping it out doing the math so it was like pay 28 drinks go once a week get like three the max you can get is four for like every time you go like that's as much as you can get in one sitting at one time and we're like yeah like cool and then like we asked like I put it like on my Instagram story because I'm basic and my friend like commented on it she's like tell me how like these numbers are and I was like ironically enough I've already had two of them (laughs) and they're really good and she's like oh like that looks like such a cool place I'm like you should come with us next week so long story short she's coming with us next week and I'm like I love doing that and like introducing my friends to like new places or like new things to do which is just so much fun but that has been my tales of drinking and I feel like I don't know if you can like hear it in my voice but I'm like little I don't want to say like sick I'm a little like stuffy because I went out last night on a date and we went to like a bar which is very safe, all that stuff, all safe and responsible. And we ha- were outside. We were outside for like half the time because it was busy inside. So we were like away from people, and they had like a heater on top, like below, like keeping us warm. But like being out there for that long, I'm like, this is February, and I was literally saying to him, I was like, I don't think I've ever been outside of a place getting drinks in February and I'm like these are crazy times I'm like you do anything for a drink and like we were talking a lot and laughing a lot and like woke up this morning I had like such a sore throat like it's gone now but then I'm just like feel like congested and just like run down and tired 
So like it's safe to say like my work today, like going into work was just not fun, which it never is really. But I was like, oh, you know, like it'll go by fast. It did not go by fast, but I'm like, I'm happy to just be home now. But back to my list. Um, I want to stick with my fitness routine, which is doing my things like three to four times a week. I did work out four times this week, which I'm happy. Um, you know, I, I'm like, you know, if I work out three times, like that's fine. I'm not going to like, you know, get upset if I don't do it sometimes because there are better weeks than others. So I'm not going to completely force myself. To, if I don't want to do it, then I'm not going to do it. You know, I don't want to be that person that's like, you know, you have to do it. Like I don't do it on the same days. There are some that I do it on the same time because I have nothing going on at night and I usually work out at night for the most, I always do. Um, like later in the night because it just helps me wind down for the day like after doing all my stuff it's just like a nice thing and um, it actually helped me because I don't know it was like on Thursday I just had like you know like when you have just like one of those days where you're just in such a depressive mood and you don't it wasn't caused by like one singular person or like one singular event or any of the stuff sometimes it just happens and you're like don't know how to get yourself out of a funk. And I did an episode on that. Like it was like one of my very first ones on like how to get yourself out of a funk when I talked about like, you know, my battles with like mental health and you know how it doesn't always necessarily just go away all the time and you have to deal with it. And I mean, I can say that I've been doing a lot better when it comes to managing my mental health. I haven't had bad anxiety lately or like panic attacks or a lot of stress. Um, you know, my depression's been like up and down and, you know, some days are just better than others. You're not going to have a perfect week. You're not going to have a perfect day. And it's better for you to know that it's okay than to try to get it into your mind that, you know, you're a failure if you don't do something. You know, I was going to hang out with my best friend the next day too, when we saw each other, because we usually hang out on Thursdays. And I texted him like, an hour later than when I'm usually be over there. And I was like, you know, I don't, you know, I'm sorry. I just had a really, I've been having a really bad mental health day. I just needed to lay low. And I was like, I don't want you to think I was ignoring you or didn't want to come by by not texting you. I just want to let you know. He's like, no, like it's totally fine. I understand if you need anything, you know, like, let me know. And like, I always, you know, there's always just this sort of guilt that I feel when I do that because it just makes me, f it ma I don't know, it makes me feel like such an inconvenience to people in their lives. And it's like, you know, like it's my fault for having the problems that I do. And it's like, you know, you shouldn't berate yourself like that. You shouldn't be so hard on yourself. You know, we all have times like that. And it's better to be the person who understands them than to be the person that makes you feel more of the guilt and being the person to do that to you. Like, you know, I already felt bad about it, but you instilling more of it in me is going to make me even more upset and probably not going to be easy to get over this episode. You know, I really had a hard time. I was just felt really off like all day at work. And then I came home and I just didn't want to do anything. I stayed in bed. That's like the worst thing for me is just like staying in bed and just doing nothing which is so hard. Um, I did that on Monday because we had no more snow and I gave myself a snow day because I was closing that night and I didn't want to drive in bad weather. 
I'll admit it. I called out. It was my first time calling out this whole year and I don't regret it. Um, even though we mostly got rain, but it was really, it actually was honestly bad most of the afternoon into the night. And our store actually ended up closing at five that day. So I would have literally worked less than three hours. It would not have been worth it. I would have been more aggravated having to know I had to drive in that, but also knowing I only worked that much and having to drive back out into it. So safe to say that was not the best thing, but you live and you learn. But um, yeah, so I just spent my whole Monday literally in bed doing nothing. And I just felt so lazy because I'm like, I'm not going to go out. I have nothing to do because I already did like some of the stuff I needed to do, like write my article for like my internship and stuff. I did all that thinking I was going to go in because I always do it like early in the morning because that's just how my schedule is on Mondays. When I know that I'm closing, I like get all that done. I like to wake up at a decent time. And I mean, I have like slow mornings and stuff, but that's just how I had felt. And, you know, I literally stayed in bed all day. And then I was like, you know, I can't do this because if I stay in bed all day, I have the worst time trying to sleep at night. And I'm just up all night. I'm like, I knew I was going to go into work tomorrow, like the next day, obviously. So I was just like trying to just do stuff. And so I ended up working out. And, you know, I'm not saying that working out is a solution to everything, but it really helped me get out of like this like funk I had. That's the same thing that helped me this past Thursday, like when I was feeling that way, I just was like, you know what? You need to do something. You need to get moving. You need to not be in bed. You need to do something that makes you feel good and that you're not going to regret after, even if it's just 20 minutes. Like that's usually the most I do. The max I do is 30 minutes and the least amount I do is 15. I think like 20, 25 is like the perfect amount. You don't have to go too crazy. Like that's just what I find works for me. And so that's just what I've been trying to do. I'm not trying to do it to like lose weight or any of that shit. It's just really, it's just helped me with my mental health and just making me feel good for once about how I look. Cause I know we all have different goals when it comes to wanting to do stuff with our bodies and how we manage it. As long as you're doing it in a healthy and responsible way, then I'm not someone who's going to judge you for whatever you want to do with your life or your body. It's not my decision. It's not my opinion and it's completely 100% up to you. So with that, my other thing I wanted to do, um, I can say this stuff because my mom does not, um, listen to my podcast. I want to make my mom's birthday card because her birthday is next month. Actually, it's like, it's March 4th. And I've been doing this thing where I like to paint people's like cards. So I'll like get like a piece of notebook paper and I'll just like do like three or four different paint colors and I'll just make like a painting and it actually has been something that I found that is really soothing that's another thing that I've been trying to get into lately because I am not creative in like any way shape or form like when it comes to like stuff with like art and stuff I'm not like the best at that I have no skills whatsoever when it comes to like drawing or painting or just sketching or anything like that I can't doing that stuff and I completely 100% am jealous of people who can I know people can be like you know like oh it's just like something that you have to learn or whatnot I'm like I totally get that but there's just not something I'm good at so I was like oh like maybe if I do something that's fun for me and also is nice to give to people because I did it around Christmas time I made like cards 
and like I'll paint it on one side, fold it over, write their name in Sharpie, like fancy, as fancy as I can. And I'll just like write like a long um, thing in it. So when they flip it open, it's just like the long way with the words on it. A letter, basically, like a long version of a card. And I really liked it. It was really fun. So I was like, I want to do that. Or people even for like birthdays or like holidays and stuff because it'll save me money. And it'll just be something fun to know that it's literally from me. Like I made it all myself. And then the last thing I want to do, which is something that I've been having a really hard time with lately, I want to save more money instead of spending it frivolously. What I mean by that is I've just been coming, I've been having a hard time like trying to save money. Like not even like, I mean, I still save money. I have like so things I'm saving for. I'm trying to save for my student loans to pay off in a good amount of time. So I'm not collecting a bunch of interest for the next 10 years on the plan that I chose. And I'm trying to save up for a year's worth of rent um, for when I get my own place this year in like end of August. So I have plenty of time to do that. But it's just like, I have become that person that's like, I will, um, I will literally like whatever I have in my wallet, I feel like I have to spend it. Whether it's just like dollars, I'll like spend it. And it's been so hard for me. Like I literally went out yesterday cause I had the day off with my, and my mom had the day off too from our jobs. And so we like went out for a little bit. And I'm like, I didn't have any actual money to spend stuff on. So I like had gift cards still from Christmas. Like I had a Barnes and Nobles gift card for like $50. And I've gone to Barnes and Nobles like every single time and I've put books away because I just can't fathom spending like $16 on a book. And then like I ended up buying two books yesterday. And, you know, my mom was really like, I was showing her them in the store and she's like, just get both of them. Like, why not? Like you have the money and you still have some left over after and you have a membership there. You might as well just get it. I'm like, I know, like, you're right. So I did that. I'm like, I don't regret it because these are books that I wanted to read. And there was one book that um, I haven't been able to find in any Barnes and Nobles that I've gone to. So I was happy about that. So, but I'm like, I literally have like on my books, I have no room on my bookshelf anymore. So I have to read you that they're literally still in the back, like near my desk on the bottom, on the side of like my desk. So, but yeah, that has been, oh, and you guys, I finally fulfilled my almost four year dream of petting my favorite dog, a corgi. I finally did it and I have my friend and coworker to thank for. Oh my God. So my friend and my coworker um, recently got a dog. She got a dog um, back in November. She got it from a litter and she got a corgi and she named him Finley. And I remember like at work, we were like thinking of names for him and stuff. And uh, it's like so crazy now that she's had it for like, at least like three months, I would say. And he's gotten so big too, because he was obviously like a newborn, like when she had gotten him, because he was born in October. Um, so he's literally only maybe almost four months old. But I was like, this is so 
amazing. And I'm like, I finally will be able to get to pet him. But like, obviously with like COVID and stuff, like not going into people's houses and stuff like that. And I would always be like, you know, like you should bring him into work. Like when I'm, when I'm still working, but you get off early. And, um, some of my friends like from there, like got to like see him, but I never had. And then this past week we, um, had our lunch breaks together and she always goes over, she always goes back to her house, um, to like take him out and like feed him and stuff and whatnot. And cause she lives like five minutes away from where we work. And she was like, do you want to come with me? Because one of my coworkers is going to go. And she was like, you know, I already met him. Like, why don't you go? And I was like, oh, like, yeah, I wasn't going to like offer anything. Cause I just figured, you know, wasn't going to happen or like anything like that. But I went over and I was so, oh my God, I literally almost cried. I wish I was joking. I'm not. I just, I love, love Corgi so much. And he is so, so cute. And he was just like, we were just like eating in the kitchen. I was just like standing up, like eating like my lunch that I brought there because it was literally my break. And he was just like, he would like sit and like lay down like near my feet. And I would just like crouch down. And he's like, he's still like in his teething stage, like still like biting at things. So like bite like hands or like shoes and stuff like that. But besides that, he was so good. And I was, I was literally so happy and I just like took so many pictures and I was like, my day has been made. I was like, yeah, I told him, I was like, you have no idea how much of the serotonin that I needed. Like this free serotonin was all I needed, like to get me through the day. And we were literally like, do we have to go back to work? Because like, we really don't want to. We're like, I'll just stay with him like the whole rest of the time. And he'll like, you like run a little bit, like he'll chase after you and all that stuff. He was so cute. Like my dream was fulfilled. I was so happy because I used to be obsessed with talking about them and like looking at pictures of dogs like that. And to finally get to is so nice, like the greatest feeling, but that is my long update of my past week. And now I, we can go into the topic and get into it. If you can see from the title, we were talking about how Love can be complicated, more so complicated as fuck. Um, kind of going to talk about the way that love can change within a person, how you can go from being so like together and clicking to it slowly fading and weaning itself out. And, you know, sometimes you blame yourself, sometimes you blame other people, Sometimes there's really not one person to blame and there's just other things being the problem. But yeah, I figured, you know, why not start it on a on a good note and, you know, give my reasonings why I chose this topic and how this topic came to be. And, you know, it's funny because I was talking, I was going on like a very passionate rant last night on my date and like respect to him for like listening to all that because like when I drink and I'm like I wasn't like tipsy or anything like that but when I drink I get very apparently very passionate about certain topics um but it just it felt nice to just like say things and not be judged for it and like actually have like a good like banter about it like an equal parts like good 
So that was nice. But the reason this topic kind of came to be is I wrote an article, which is also the last thing I'll ever write about a person I now say quote unquote dated last year. And spoiler alert, it was not a nice article. It was actually a pretty scathing article. And the funny part is, is that the website that I wrote it for, they like rejected the article at first because they said their reasoning was like, are you sure you want to like put your name on this? Because some of the things that were written were kind of not like controversial, but just like very strong opinions with the way that it was worded. And they were like, we can either put your name anonymously or you can keep your name, but either way you have to tell us like which one you want to do and just write it into the description. So we know whether or not you want your name on it or not. And I was like, you know, I've always said for all my stuff, I never want to be anonymous. I never want to not have my name on something because if I'm willingly putting it out there, why am I going to not be proud of whatever I write about. It's not about it being something that's good. Sometimes things aren't going to be good things that I write about. And it could be so easy for me to just not want to put my name on something, but it just feels like the cheap way out. It feels just like the easy, it's the easy way out in my opinion. If you don't put your name out there because it's like, okay, well you were, brave enough to write it but you're not brave enough to put your own name on it and it kind of is just like contradiction yourself like you know then you think to yourself you know like what's the point of even putting it out there in the first place if you're not willing to admit that you were the one who wrote it you know I just think it's, it's better to do that and so that's kind of why I've been saying like you know love is fucking complicated and we'll get into So when I was writing the article, which was actually a few weeks ago now, um, I obviously was not in the happiest of moods. And that's the problem sometimes when I write. It all depends on like the mood I'm in. Because if I'm writing an article about someone that I've not had the best experiences with, then I'm going to be a little bit extra mean. But I've always been that person that doesn't want to change how I look at something after I write it or even if it's like a week later. Because for me, those were my thoughts and why am I going to change it to something else because maybe it's a little bit mean but it, it it's not up to them it's not their problem it's mine and why am I going to give them the benefit of the doubt to not bruise their ego I don't care about that I don't and so writing that made me reflect on just how quickly a love or something you felt or considered was love at the time, how easy it can change. And it's kind of funny to me because I always had said like on dates and stuff with people and I was like, I don't ever know how to write something good because most, if not all of my inspiration with my writing has been just like my past and things that have caused me pain. And most of it, it's been dating and relationships and the people that come and go in your life as you meet that are only supposed to be there for a certain time in your life and you know I feel like a lot of what I've written has been stuff that isn't necessarily the nicest but at the same time it's 
my experience and it's how I felt. And I'm not going to change that again for the benefit of the person that I wrote it about because it's from my perspective and you can't change someone's perspective if that's what they see. Same as I'm not going to change how they feel if they think what I'm saying is completely wrong. You know, everyone sees how something was differently and it's all depending on which person's perspective you're talking about or witnessing or reading or listening or looking at. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's crazy for me because I feel like now that I've gotten older and I've just finally gotten rid of the people that no longer serve me a purpose that are only going to be in my life for a certain amount of time. And, you know, it's that kind of thing where you realize when you know that that person isn't going to be in your life anymore and what they gave to you or what you gave to each other and vice versa ended, it's better for you to realize that that was the end of it than to try to make it into something that you know is inevitably going to be the same way that it ended the first time. So why are you going to willingly put yourself through heartbreak a second time or maybe end up hurting them or them hurting you wherever it ended? At the end of the day, it's still going to be the same way. You're still, you still know what the outcome is going to be. You have predicted and written out your entire ending. But I think to that myself and it's like, why do we still do that? Why do we still allow ourselves to feel that pain on a person? And you know, it's so hard you know, I, I get it. You know, maybe that person was your first love, or maybe this was someone that you put so high up on a pedestal that you couldn't reach them anymore because of how far you put them up there. And then trying to get them down was impossible. So you let them live up there by themselves. And when you try to get close to them, it just didn't work out. It didn't happen that way. And I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sit here and say in this microphone that I've had the greatest loves of my life. You know, they've been good. They've been bad. They've been shitty. They've been okay. But I look at those now and I don't, you know, I always say I never have regrets because that was what I needed in that season of my time. I needed that to happen for me. I needed to get that perspective. I needed to get hurt to heal, to have lessons because it's putting me into my next season of my life knowing that I 100% know what I don't fucking want anymore. I know what I'm capable of. I know what I'm worthy of. And it's time for me and not only me, but other people that are listening to this to know that you can do better than what you think you have and you deserve better than what you think you are receiving. If you're giving more to somebody than you are receiving and it's not equal, then it's not going to change. You can only give so much to somebody for them to try to get the hint and it's just not going to work out. And that sounds really harsh, but coming from one, coming from someone who has had that happen to her, it's something that you need to know and something that you need to hear. Even if it's with the person that you think is going to be here forever. You know, maybe I could be wrong and I'm saying all this and that's exactly not what I'm saying. 
or maybe this is helping someone who maybe feels that way right now and they're in that limbo of should I or shouldn't I? What should I do? What should I not do? I'm scared to do this. I don't know what to do. You know, I'm not here to give you the answers. My answers are for the most part not always right. Sometimes they hit the nail on the head. Sometimes they're completely wrong. But I think when it comes to figuring it out whether or not you should be with somebody, you have to see it for yourself. You have to look at all the signs. You have to look at all the things. Even after a relationship is over, I it's taken me two years to get over someone, to get over someone that I really loved. And for me, I felt like I never thought I was going to get over it because it was just so intoxicating for me in that way, but in the worst type of way. And I spent so long pining over someone that I wanted to have. But the fact of the matter is, is that they didn't want me. They didn't want me anymore. I was over with them. My chapter in their book of their life closed for good. You know, you could open up some of the pages to go back. But at the end of the day, that's all it is. You're just a chapter in somebody's life. Maybe you get lucky you get to have multiple chapters or maybe you only get a short segment or a paragraph or maybe if you're lucky with love, you get a lot of the book and you still get it and you're writing the chapters together. But when it ends, it feels so abrupt. It feels like you don't know what to do anymore because you allowed someone to write your chapter and then it's just gone. It's hard. It's really hard. And that's why I say love is very complicated because I don't think anyone can ever give a certain definition to what love is. Love is different for every single person. You can't just give it one word because it's so many different words. It's so many different definitions and different situations and different feelings and different moments and memories and life stories. I think that's probably one of the most beautiful things about it is that it's special to us differently. We all have different ways of expressing and seeing love. And I think that's really beautiful. But, you know, looking back, I, I don't see any of the loves I had as great. I, I don't see them as these great loves I considered or imagined them to be. Maybe, like I said, they were what I needed at the time, but I'm glad as I've gotten older, I've learned to not go back to certain people anymore who I know don't serve me any greater purpose besides the short amount of time they were allowed in my life. And that's probably the best lesson I have learned recently is knowing, finally, finally seeing some part of my worth and actually for once in my life, believing it, believing that if I got rid of this person, I would be better. And I always had that fear that, you know, if I let them go, if I do it first, then that's it. And you know what? Let it be it. Because they left you. They didn't want you anymore. So why are you going to keep going back to make them feel something? Because all you're doing is hurting yourself. You're hurting yourself and you're letting them win. 
you're showing that you are the weaker one and you need to be with this person and you can't let them go while they're out there living their life. You're numb to this idea and you're frozen in time while they just get to saunter right by you and not give a shit about whether or not you're okay or you're fine. Because if they didn't care in the first place, they're not going to care after the fact when it's over. So be the better person and realize that, yeah, you let them go. Yeah, you finally deleted their number. You got rid of their texts. You got rid of their messages on Instagram. You got rid of their Snapchat. You did that on your own. And it feels nice to know that they're not there all the time. They're not looking at your stories. They're not keeping you on red. You did it yourself. And you let go on yourself. And that is something to be proud of. I want you to know your worth. I want you to know that you are capable of finding a love that is worth it. Of finding a love that isn't going to give you mixed signals, isn't going to diminish your spark, isn't going to keep you as just an option, isn't going to keep you as a secret. They're going to show you what you deserve when you thought you had it all and it was the complete opposite of what you wanted, but you thought you needed at the time. They're going to show it to you and it'll be hard at first because you don't know what that's like. But it's worth going through. It's worth knowing that something like this is possible for you when you didn't think you believed it. And I know, I know how that feels. It's very scary. It's very scary to think that there's someone out there. Out of these 7 billion people in this world, there's someone out there for you who will make you feel like all the shit you went through was worth it because you got to that finish line. You got to the finish line of love. And for some people, it takes a while. And you have to go through a lot of shit to get there because life isn't easy. Everyone knows that, especially when it comes to stuff like this. It's not easy. And you have to go through a lot of stuff and a lot of failures and some good, but things that don't end up being the best. But you find it. I can't tell you when because I don't even know. Maybe I do. I want to, at least, believe it. But... You know, I want you to know that even if you're upset right now because maybe you're going through this right now, it gets better. It does. And you'll soon stop forgetting about that person. And believe me, it's taken me two years to finally get over that person. It's taken me a few months to get over someone who wasn't even anything to me. And that just shows how much something like that can change. So I wanted to end this by reading two articles that I wrote, the one that I talked about on here as the bad one, but also one that is actually almost a year old. That was a good one. And I made the mistake on this podcast by naming the person's name. And if you want to know who the name is, you can go and listen to my one where I talk about my poetry. I think it was one of the last ones I read. It's literally titled four with his name. And I knew that was my mistake, but I was so enamored in a love that I thought was perfect. And it was nothing even close to that. Well, once again, I was wearing rose-colored glasses and didn't see the fucking gray area in any of it. It was all bleak. 
but I figured we'll start on the happy one first because I think that's how it should go, obviously, not turning from bad to good. You start on the good. These are the things that you feel. And I'm going to react to it um, also probably after I read it, like after I read one of them and then talk. So this one is called funny enough it's titled I think I'm falling for you and this I don't even remember but you know we're just gonna we're gonna read it so here it is I think I'm falling for you and I won't lie that terrifies me you see I convinced myself a while ago that I don't deserve a love from someone because if I was able to give it to myself to finally feel genuinely happy for the first time in a very long time, that's all I needed. I had this fear of not being good enough for somebody because I witnessed firsthand how it felt to give your all to someone only for them to throw it back in your face. Rejection became my best friend and I let it take over my thoughts to convince me I was nothing. I sabotaged good opportunities with guys by making them the ones who got hurt instead of allowing it to happen to me again. Instead of that giving me a good feeling, it left me feeling like a jerk because I finally got a taste of how it felt to be on the opposite side to be the bad guy. And it felt awful. Part of me wanted to hide away, to never allow myself to need someone, hurt someone, or be hurt by someone again. And I was doing so good. But then you appeared out of nowhere and my life has done a full 180. For the first time I met you one Friday the 13th at a restaurant sitting together in the back corner, I knew there was something differing about you than all the rest that I met. Maybe it was having high expectations going in. Maybe it was the nerves telling me nothing will happen from this, so enjoy it while it lasts. But for some reason, you blurred those bad thoughts away, and now I'm falling for you. I'm falling for your smile, how easily it can be upturned. I can see it in the dark when we're at the movie theater in a dimly lit restaurant or even when you don't think I notice it. I'm falling for your laugh, how light and airy it comes off, yet when I tell a good joke, your laugh lines show on your face. Something you don't like, but it's wonderful to me because you like all the parts of me I hate and make me see them in a new way. I'm falling for your eyes, blue eyes so crystal clear I thought I would drown looking into them. Now I float freely, calmly. You keep me leveled. I'm falling for your touch. I melt like butter into your arms. You're like a rope sent down to drag me back up when I put myself down so far I can't even see a way out. When the darkness overshadows me, it's your light that guides me back. You keep me safe. I'm falling for your voice. The way your words send chills through my body, how easily your breath against my ear or neck sends my heart racing. The way you say my name is my favorite thing. I'm falling for your gestures, no matter how big or small, something simple as holding the door open for me or giving me your jacket when I'm cold to walk back to your car. I don't take those for granted. I'm falling for each moment we're together. The moments I take with me to bed to dream them up again, say them in my mind so I never forget. You made me love winter for the first time in half my life. I'm falling for you. It's as easy as that. And even though I told myself I wouldn't for some reason, unlike the rest of the times in my past, I know you won't hurt me. 
So don't let me down. Oh man. I'm not going to lie. I almost cried like at the end. That last part. I know you won't hurt me. So don't let me down. Now we can fast forward (laughs) almost a year later and read it from a different perspective. Um, Safe to say this guy, I don't want to be mean, but also this is my podcast and my stories and my experiences. So I'm going to say what I want. Um, This guy and I were never official. Um, Any of that stuff. We quote unquote dated for less than a year, probably like 10, 11 months. Um, we're never boyfriend, girlfriend, any of that stuff. Um, the last time I had saw him was in November and then he just, he stopped texting me. He stopped texting me, you know, even to say happy Thanksgiving or Merry Christmas or happy new year. Didn't ask to do anything. And so I got upset. I didn't want to reach out because I knew if I kept reaching out, then I would be the one that would keep getting hurt because I would always be the one to do that. And so I got angry one day and I re-listened to the same Taylor Swift song, which if I tell you the title, it gives away the person's name. So there's that. Um, And I wrote this article and it's titled all the things I need to forget about you. And it's funny because I didn't even look back at that last article and I referenced some of the things in that one in this. So it's interesting to me. So here it is. Oh, sorry. Here we go. All the things I need to forget about you. The first time I met you, how easy it was for me to have a conversation with you. We talked for hours until they started closing down the restaurant and putting the chairs on top of the tables in front of us. The way you got insecure about your laugh line showing when you smiled. It was my favorite thing about you, especially when I was the reason for them showing up. How easy I was able to fit into your arms. They used to be my safety yet, but they couldn't be further away from me now. When you remembered all the little things, my favorite alcoholic drink, when I got out of work, or even taking me somewhere because I just wanted to relax and get away for a bit. The place where your truck used to wait for me to come out and meet you. You never went up to my door. I always had to come to you. I can walk by that spot and almost forget now. How I was only good enough to meet your friends and not your family. I was dating you for almost a year. I never once met them. Was I not good enough? How familiar I became with the back of your truck. But never once was I offered to step foot into your house. Were you ashamed of me? How I was always the one to text you first or make plans because I was so afraid if I didn't, you would forget about me. I guess I got my answer after all once I stopped. The jackets you bought me to keep me warm for the winter because you knew how cold I was. I donated them because I couldn't stand looking at them anymore in my closet. All the secrets I told you, the ones I was even afraid to tell my own mother. I thought I could trust you but I mistook another person's eyes for sincerity. How I always felt like I had to run in order to keep up with you. I go at my own pace now. How you made me feel so small to the point where I couldn't even see myself. I was shrinking so fast. 
Your condescending voice I mistook for beautiful. How I thought you were always there for me, but you never were. My birthday party, my graduation, my mom's wedding, you were the only one missing that I wanted. I'm glad none of those pictures have you in them now. Your hands, they always had other plans besides staying still on your side. I gave in too much to you because I felt like I had to or else you'd leave me. Guess it didn't matter after all, did it? Knowing you only ever saw me as an option and not a choice. How you'd put your jacket around my shoulders when I get cold walking back to your truck. Looking back now, that was the only nice thing you ever did. That time we went to the theater and it was snowing before we walked in. You held on to me tight so you wouldn't lose me in the crowd. I was stupid enough to admit that's when I started to fall for you. I should have known you wouldn't end up catching me. When you would put only put on Taylor Swift if I asked, even though you knew she was my favorite, that was the moment I realized I would never beg a man to do the bare minimum for me again. When you made me feel guilty for not doing something for you, like it was my fault for saying no to something. When I thought you could help me put the missing or broken pieces of me back together, but you only made more of a mess. How much I allowed for you to be my muse in my stories and writing. How does it feel to be the villain now? How in the end, you never really cared for me in the first place because someone who cared wouldn't just up and leave without any explanation. I wanted to give you the benefit of the doubt so badly it made me sick. But you did me the biggest favor of my life leaving. So thank you for proving to me for once in my life that I deserve better than whatever I thought you could give me. I'm so glad you weren't the one. It's so crazy to me, like, looking back at that and the stark differences. It just, it doesn't make me upset, honestly, because I don't even know the person I was when I was writing that happy stuff. And it just goes to show that you can't really, like, think. You become so enamored in this love for somebody and then you look back and it's like the fact that you can write two different things about a person just shows that things aren't always how they are or how they're supposed to be. And I'm like I said, I'm so glad that he was not the one. But he was a good lesson and he for sure was very good in writing material for me. But like I said, that will be the last thing I ever write about him. So that is all for this episode, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a great rest of your week, great start of your week, great middle of your week, whenever you are listening to this. I am literally going to probably take a bath because it's a Saturday night. It's 7.42 at night, and that's what I feel like doing. So Thank you guys so much. I will talk to you all again next week with a brand new episode. Bye.